the Spanish announce table. We are sitting on the 350th episode of the Spanish announce table. It's me, Tom, and Don here. Uh, Gosh, Tom, 350 episodes, and here we are, the podcast to the people, the voice of the voiceless. Uh, More on that later. Uh, It's the Spanish announce table 2.0. Of course. Everything's 2.0 right now. Even 2.0, who was in the main event of Dynamite. But we'll get to that later. Doesn't matter that we're on our 7.9th iteration. This is Spanish announce table 2.0. Don't. Don't let the details get in the way of a good story, okay? 2.0. Hey, so before we get into... We should into, have added more color. Tom. It'll happen. Hey, we got a guy in a pink suit. Pink. Hey. And you got a orange? Purple? I got orange. We did yeah. it. We, yeah, we got fucking enough. did it. We got enough. Hey, yeah. so before we get into our Tweet the Tables, which again, we love to hear from our fans and listeners and contributors, uh, we got to do our MJF uh, coin update. What are we at? Are we going to the moon? We are going to the moon because we are up 5% this week, down 68% overall, but that's a 2% gain on that number from last week. So, again, everything (laughs) on the up and up to the moon. Thanks, MJF. You're better than us, and we know it, and you're going to make us rich. I still believe that. I still have faith. Oh, yes, so do I. I cannot wait for the long game. That is where it's at. Uh, Got my eye on a couple cars again, so I'm ready to go. MJF to the moon. What cars? You know, all of, all of them. All of them? You know, all right. I have my eye on all of them. I mean, hey. I only ask this question because I might be stalling while I tweet out that we're live. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh. I guess hypothetically, maybe that's Hypothetically. What I'm doing. Well, then, hey, let me tell you while uh, you are stalling really quick, I got the opportunity, non pro wrestling related, to go to Bill Burr last night. And oh my God, if you get a chance to see Bill Burr, you should do it. He is the king. He performed in front of what felt like 5,000 people at the Starlight Theater. Very entertaining, very fun. Get your money's worth. Uh, great act to see. If he comes to your town, make sure to see it. I saw him last night. And then also, a little bit of housekeeping that we should address, and we didn't talk about this before, so we might as well just do it on air because that's what we do for our listeners and fans. Uh, I'm going on vacation this week. I'm going to Philadelphia and Boston for three days each each uh, city. So I won't be able to record next week. And man, what a week am I missing? Huh? You are missing a week, yeah. And I don't Woo. know what we're gonna do here. I'm gonna maybe get a guest host. Uh, maybe just I don't, if nobody wants to come hang solo? out with me, I'll yeah, solo something. it. You we'll know, find see out. if I got any friends. Maybe I'll call in for ten minutes or so. Who knows? Who Ooh, you knows could what's send. You should send a video update from where you're at, and I'll include it. Like just record a little cell I phone. Might. You know, whatever uh, three-star motel you've booked yourself up there in oh, Philadelphia come on now. or Boston. Easy. There. Easy. Four star, Easy. of course. The MJF coin has easily got oh, me I into forgot. a five star. You're going to be in a six star. Yeah, yeah. It's the Dave. I'm Meltzer surprised MJF star. isn't giving you his his one of his houses in each of those cities. You don't know that he isn't. So let's talk about. So there, there's a little bit that. of housekeeping. I don't know that. You're right. Uh, There's a little bit of housekeeping for next week. Also, with that being said, I'm going to try to do an instant reaction to AEW Rampage. Uh, Tweet the table and let me know if you guys are enjoying those. I have got some mixed reactions as far as if there's nothing really going on, what's there to react to? For example, last week's Rampage was kind of in the middle. Not bad, but nothing crazy happened. So do you guys want me to do that each and every week, or do you want me to do it when... 
Bray Wyatt debuts for AEW or whatever the crazy thing that happens is. So hashtag tweet table, let us know on that on that kind of feedback. Um, but with that being said, let's get into tweet tables if you're ready. Oh, I am ready because uh, hey, I'm always ready for the people, Tom. Right, the people is what matters. We like to give a voice to the voiceless. Since uh, CM Punk said uh, he wanted to retire the name, I'll let you know that that means that he abandoned you. Well, well, we're not one to do that. We will not well, abandon you. Well, we will not abandon you. That's why we are 350 episodes deep in your ear holes um, right here on the Spanish announce table. That got weird. Uh, maybe I shouldn't use that tag. I like anymore. it. No, I like it. Yeah. No. Ear holes. 350 episodes deep in your ear holes. Yeah. Uh, that's what we are. And we are the voice of the voiceless. We are the podcast of the people because... Everybody else is going to come swinging out the gate, giving you their hot takes and their opinions. And you know what? You probably don't give a shit. If I had to be frank, you have some thoughts and opinions, and we're going to give voice to that. We do that by using hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. You can follow us. All the links are at SpanishAnnounceTable.net. You can also donate to the show on there and become the beer sponsor of the week. This week's beer sponsor of the week is our goddamn selves once again. So Tom's probably drinking water. Yep. I, got I've got water. some beer here. Here it is. This could be beer that you paid for, and we would tell everybody Mm -hmm. something great about you or promote your business or whatever. But, uh, you know, hey, SpanishNounceTable.net. But the important part is Twitter, hashtag TweetTheTable. You use that. Tell us what you thought about whatever you're watching wrestling at that moment or thinking about, and we'll read it right here. And we're going to do that right now, starting off with that. Katie, the first lady, she says, it's amazing to me how Adam Cole was a part of the last NXT TakeOver main event mere weeks ago, and yet he's here on Dynamite like he's been here the whole time. Hashtag tweet the table. Adam Cole, baby. I love the baby in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, he has some familiarity with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, so I think that sense of will I fit in has obviously gone away. Another thing to consider is, yes, to Katie's point, uh, he was a part of the last NXT takeover. Daniel Bryan was in the main event of this year's WrestleMania and yeah. is going to be a part of next week's biggest match of the year, possibly with Kenny Omega. So, I mean, think about how crazy of a journey he's gone through this year. Uh, incredible for just a wacky, weird world of pro wrestling. It's wonderful. And right now it's wonderful. Sometimes it's, it's horrible, but it's, oh man, we are just 2021. I tell you what, we, uh, are just hitting home runs all, all across the board. Uh, but Adam Cole, here's my hot take. You want to hear my hot take real quick? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I have no reason to like, I have no evidence for this hot hot take. I just feel like this is what we're going to do. I think the ultimate heel out of the elite is going to be Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole breaks up the elite. I think somehow he figures out a way because they killed him on BTE. He's going to fuck him over. And then he's going to be the guy. What if he's the ultimate face and he helps Hangman do it? Oh, no, no. Because he's like, hey. The enemy of my enemy, right? No, because that's maybe where Kenny Omega and Hangman reunite. They realize they were good friends. I don't know, but I think that's my hot take. I think Adam Cole's breaking up the elite possibly by the end of the year. That's just my guess. Okay. No, just a hunch. Just a hunch. All right. Let me get Katie out of the way. Uh, by the way, follow all these folks on Twitter that we're talking about, right? Oh, yeah, they're great. If you're not uh, watching, uh, we do this YouTube live thing, so that's where you can see their actual 
Twitter handles and all that stuff. If you're just listening on the podcast, you, you don't get the full experience. You know what I mean? Come on so with shame it. Shame on you. Uh, shout out Dak Draper. At BDD4 says, you know your heel promo is hot fire when you got the crowd chanting, shut the fuck up. Way to go, MJ, motherfucking F, AEW, hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, and they a prolonged shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. That was so fun. I love it. Well, and he and, and then he just says, No. No. <laughs> I just yeah. like that. He's like, no. Yeah. I was like, why would I do that? You know Assholes. these promos are fantastic and I love it. And I do feel even though when we went back to, you know, watch a GCW match where Matt Cardona became the heavyweight champion and it felt like maybe there was going to be a riot. I still feel like the fans are in on the, on the kayfabe, right? Oh, right. With MJF. Well, yeah, just with yeah. pro wrestling in a whole. Oh, yeah. As a, as a yeah. whole. And GCW. Well, and specifically and, mostly with places like AEW, I think. AEW, GCW, those places, right? However, look, man, MJF, when you're calling someone's mother methany over and over, and then you're looking down at hell, uh, insinuating that his father went to hell, I'm just saying, if there's a real broken nose and Brian Pillman ends up breaking the face of MJF. I'm not going to be shocked. And you know what? I'm not going to be that sad either. It's just, you know, look, you know, we had Max Caster kind of push the lines with the Duke stuff, all of that about Julia Hart. I love it. I love it because I'm sitting in a comfortable chair watching on television. There's no, you can say whatever the hell you want, right? I always say, if we're telling the story of Jesus, someone has to play the devil. Might as well be you, MJF, right? Totally cool with it. I'm just saying, hey, man, you got to see these people off camera. <laughs> so, like, that, that's the part where I'm just like, how how are they on a on a Thursday morning? Are they are they friendly? Are they driving together? I don't know. That's pretty bad. Yeah, you guys hopping in. The, yeah, you making the next yeah. town. Are you doing that? What was that show on the network that they did? I like the show, but where they would get in the car together. Oh, road trip or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 like are you doing an episode of that right after mm-hmm. this? Because you might want to. You, you're gonna have to pick up the snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Like the gas is on you, brother. Yeah. Uh, right. Like, come on, man. Uh, but but yeah. again, MJF, a commitment to his character. I even saw. You want to talk about some some real heat. Uh, now, the gentleman in this video knew what he was going into, but it was a handicapped uh, gentleman going up to an MJF meet and greet, and MJF uh, is sitting there signing something, and the, the fan goes, hey, how are you? And he goes, well, better than you. And then the fan is like, what? And he goes, yeah, watch this. And he gets up from his chair, and he's like, huh? How about that? And sits back down, and then the guy is like, acting like he can do it he's like oh well then let's try this let's play a game of horse and he gets up and he hops and it's like motherfucker <laughs> like what in the hell are you doing but that's him 24 7 so credit to him for staying committed to the character i don't know if i have the guts enough to do that that would i couldn't do it i don't think i could do it but he can credit he's to flipping him. off kids at photo signings dude mjf lives it let's not also forget that the tribute show to Brody Lee, MJF is getting in the face of negative one. Yeah. God, he's and so that good. was like 
that was like the week of. That wasn't like to me. MJF hey, needs like an award, like whatever the date. What is it? The Emmys for the TV? Yeah. Like he deserves yeah. an award. Like he's so good. The Tonys, if so you want to, if you want to say it's live theater, give him a Tony. Whatever it is, but yeah, his commitment to both. the character is My fantastic. Needs both. Yeah, he needs some of the both. You know what I'm talking about? You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? By the oh, way, give him. Give him an EGOT because he can sing. Remember, we we heard him do that Jericho uh, dinner debier or whatever the fuck it was called. So, yeah, give him an EGOT. Give him all the fucking awards. What were you saying, though? Um, you should follow us on Twitter is what I was saying. Hashtag tweet the table. Um, shout out to at Razor R Superstar says, love you guys. Uh, he, uh, last minute, I mean, as we started live, went with a tweet the table. And Tom, because I'm so good at this production stuff, I got it in the queue and we're going to respond to at razor our superstar live as it happened tom listen Love to it. look at this man this is how good we are now 350 episodes deep in your ear holes um god well, I said what do you say i said it well, again what say? I, I said i wasn't supposed to say it again um well look, yeah you want to pull him up now i moved him in yeah. the queue here somewhere let me just pull it on up then because this one's gonna be fun tom all right let's um, hear it. he says hashtag tweet the table need an update on your abaddon situation please at oh. table show so tom yeah, well, how's your Abaddon situation going? You have it's an Abaddon so, situation. It's so, I'm so conflicted, right? Because, like, man, right? But then, yeah, right. it's not good, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, but it is, but it's not. It, it, I mean, come on. You see her crawling around? Oh, my goodness. Got the Looking, Luna Vachon haircut oh, going. Oh, got the blood coming from her lips. But somehow, I just, I love it. I love it. I want her. It moves. More huh? on. It moves. I, I tell you what. What did I say last time? I was I was scared and my nipples were hard. It was it's just one of those things, man. I just. She does it for me. She does. I love her. I love her. I need her as my champ. I need Abaddon to go after Britt Baker. That's mm. what I need. I need her to become the 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 boogie woman in the AEW women's division. I need boogie her. woman. Yeah. I need Hashtag her on. boogie woman. Come on. Yeah. Oh, she should call herself the Boogie Woman. No, Abaddon. Abaddon, <laughs> no, Abaddon's yeah. good. Yeah, they, they should yeah, refer to her go, as yeah. the Boogie Woman. But once, yeah. well, once once you go through the run of Abaddon doing the Abaddon stuff, and it gets tired, and she's got to switch it up. Then you go comedy, Boogie. and you go yeah. Boogie Woman. But man, Boom. she is she is so crazy. I I I'm not kidding you. There there's a handful of wrestlers that are appointment viewing for me. Max Caster and his raps are one. Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen, Kenny Omega, Britt Baker's promos. And I'm not kidding you. Abaddon. Abaddon. I love the whole thing. It just, it, it intrigues me. I'm in it. I'm into it. I love it. Look at I that. There's benefits to being our fan. See, we just gave voice to Razor R Superstar because we are the voice of the voiceless. CM Punk says he doesn't want to do that for you anymore. Says he doesn't care. And he's on to focus on himself. But we are here for you. We're the podcast of the people. And up next is at Devil Vamp says, finally, Biggie is the new WWE champion. Hashtag WWE Raw. Hashtag tweet the table. And Tom also uh, at AUC Cata says, Biggie wins the WWE championship. And there wasn't a single match that ended in a shitty DQ by default that already makes it if uh, one of, if not the best, Raws of the year in my book. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, yeah, well, we can discuss. I mean, yeah, maybe it's the best for all the year, but the bar is nope. decidedly hey, low. Uh, I, I would like your opinion first on the Big E 
whatever just go ahead i'll i gotta still formulate my thoughts because i'm so mad i just there's no story like i know Mm. we love when we get like the hey everybody wants this guy to be something right we love that with mcfoley and they did that with mcfoley however it also accompanied a A storyline that like was really cool and drawn out and, and and thought out and intricate so like I mean, you know, as intricate as you're going to get in 90s wrestling. Right. Uh, um, but there's just nothing here. Like, he says, like, I'm going to show up and I get it. And, like, yes, he performs it well. Like, he's standing in the background fucking with folks. Like, hey, man, your night's about to go shitty. Like, I love that. But, like, it would have been better if, like, this was, like, the crescendo of doing that to somebody, right? And it's just, like, finally here, right? Like, if he would have said this, like, a month ago and kept showing up, and built to this maybe, but just, and I just don't, it's the definition of WWE to me yeah. in, in this modern era and you know, the 2020s right now. Right. Because you had the fucking story developed probably on accident and you didn't even go with it. You had Bobby Lashley beat the shit out of Xavier Woods. Then you had Bobby Lashley decimate Kofi Kingston, big E, the third New Day member could have easily said, I'm cashing in because I'm taking out Bobby Lashley for him beating up my friends. That's the story. Instead, you just said, huh, LOL, what? Look at this. I'm going to do this tonight, I guess. <laughs> like, that's the laziest fucking well, thing you can do. And for all the masterminding uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley have done over the years, that like they can't find a way to fucking stop it. When he yeah. warned them of it for nearly 24 fucking hours? <laughs> yeah, it's. I just, the, it. the story was there. The story mm. was there, and they shot themselves in the foot because they have no idea what they're doing. All they're wanting is, hey, people legitimately like, you know, a Tory, whatever his last name is, right? Like, he's a genuinely like, like good person. So we're just going to bank on that. Fuck all the other stuff. Why Why put forth effort it's, when we can just bank weak, on that people like him? Is it a weak attempt to boost morale of their locker room right now? Because like... And, but here's the thing. I'm everybody fucking, left for not getting a, a chance. So here, you have a chance. I, and that was the thing, right? You saw it on Twitter with, you know, Bray Wyatt, who's no longer with the company, saying he's a great guy. Even people in AEW saying how great Big E is. And he is, right? He's a fantastic guy. Friend of the show. He's done interviews on this show. Was the yep. nicest fucking guy to us. Sat there for the longest. Like, sat there with us for hours. And yeah. talked to us all day. Like, like fucking had my kids pose with the pictures. Like. Yep. Was cool with us the whole time. Felt like we were fucking friends, you know? Fantastic person. But here's the thing. If that was to boost morale, I don't give a fuck. I'm not in the locker room. I'm a fucking viewer. I want a story. There's no goddamn story. It's insulting to me. That's why I like. They have tried to tell me for years that Biggie's a really great guy. And I'm like, yes, he is. I know that. What's the story? (laughs) What else do we got? Yeah. Like. I, it it was yeah. so insulting when I saw that tweet when he's like let the cat out of the bag I'm gonna cash in tonight I just I didn't even watch I watched uh, Halloween Baking Championship I fucking was so aggravated that that was the story we were gonna tell not hey I've decided that I'm in the same town that Raw is in tonight so I'm gonna cash in because Bobby Lashley needs this ass whooping New Day style boom could have easily said that but nope you just chose. The lowest common denominator, you fucking 
knuckle dragging idiots. <laughs> like I hate them. I hate the storylines in WWE. They're all insulting to our intelligence. Well, they are. It's like, it's like a Republican debate. It's so fucking stupid. It's just the dumbest shit you've ever seen in your life. I hate it so much. I remember watching, uh, this might've been 2015. Maybe it was the Republican debates prior to the one where Trump was nominated for the first time, right? Like before mm-hmm. he actually took the presidency and there was this governor of Louisiana, I forget what he was. And he was like talking smack on the Democrats. And he was like, look, their second highest running in the polls is an, is an admitted socialist. And they're all like, yuck, yuck, laughing. And then I thought like, man, that guy got to the closer to the presidency twice than that fucking Louisiana governor ever fucking will. But it's just. Those Republican yeah. debates are fun. And that is, yeah. that is some torture fun viewing right there it's just yeah i'm american i love bald eagles i'll get a bald we're gonna get this stuff back on track back to the way we used to be when things were the way they used to be yeah (laughs) fucking jesus christ it's just oh there's a lot of that there's a lot of that too jesus christ (laughs) god but i just but going back to wwe yes we're here for wrestling yeah Uh, it's 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 seriously insulting like it is and, and look, we could split hairs all day on every promotion, but Impact, MLW, AEW, and even GCW at least put forth effort to bank on you're going to like this person and here's the story on why you're going to like them. And that's what I respect. That's not what I respect in WWE. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Listen, I, I like I like my presentation clean and and like the bright lights, right? This is why I like WWE before. So I like AEW over like say indie wrestling. If I have the choice of my viewing at the moment, but the storylines matter more. So I would tenfold rather watch a Nick Gage yeah. storyline match crescendo, even with the shitty lights and the bad streaming over like, even though I like Big E and I want him to succeed, like this just isn't like, it's nothing with him, right? right? It, you could put anyone in that spot. Yeah. Dude, I you want that guy put, to make $20 million and hold the title 20 times, right? Like love it. You could put Chad Gable in the spot, yep. right? Like it's not against the person. Yeah. It's the storyline. And even your, even your point about Chad Gable or excuse me about, um, Nick Gage. Nick Gage is beloved right now in the IWC. We all adore him, right? He's he's the darling of hardcore wrestling. But there's still a story, right? He was a he was a heavyweight champion. Yes, there's big big daddy cool Put diesel. Big sexy up in there. Yeah, but like Nick Gage had a story, right? Because he was the champion. Yes. And then People love Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona threatened the GCW fan base. Their way of life. Ricky Shane Page screws over his rival nick gage to then get matt cardona become the champion nick gage then gets his revenge on ricky shane page and his faction then obviously john moxley becomes the champion and nick gage says i don't care who has the belt the belt is mine and john moxley this entire time was like I am really hardcore wrestling. I need to prove it against you. He even says, like, I don't give a shit about your belt. Like, yeah, it's just you. I know you want this. That's why I got it. Right. And that's a fucking story. Yeah. Yeah. That's independent pro wrestling. God damn it. That's one guy. That's probably Brett Lauderdale just sitting in his hotel room each and every city just talking to the two performers. 
and figuring out the art form with the three of them in mind. Like, yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah. Arr, I just, yeah. I, I enjoyed it for the real person who is Biggie. I think his name is Atori something. I can't remember his last name. I think Ewing right? or something like that. I think it's yeah. E. Like, it's a lot of yeah. E's. Yeah, Atori Ewing, right? I believe. We don't fact check here, right? But, like, I was so happy for that person and his friends. But as a viewer, I literally wanted to break my TV of how insulting it was. So fucking dumb. So fucking dumb. But thanks for your tweet. Remember, yeah. use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter, and we are going to read your tweets right here because you tell us what to talk about. You become the producer of this show. We answer to you. We are the podcast of the people, the voice of the voiceless, right here on the Spanish announce table. And I got two tweets talking about the same thing, Tom, here. So a little patience, if you don't mind. At Devil Vamp says, yo, at Kevin, at that Kevin Smith, right? You know who that is. Did you mm-hmm. see your girl Rosario Dawson on AEW last night jumping on a dude's back and getting in the middle of shit? Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And at BDD4 says, Malachi, you my man and all. But you leave Rosario alone, damn it. She's a damn treasure. Hashtag Tweet the Table. Um, yes, Rosario Dawson. That was fun to see there. I mean, they like to sprinkle in the celebrities. And they do it in a way where it's not just like, hey, look at me. I'm on stage. And then walk out like they're doing something. Um, it's just it meant Cody, and I feel like Dynamite's better without Cody. If I can be honest. Well, so here's my question to you because I did mm-hmm. see these uh, tweet the tables. I enjoy the celebrity involvement, right? When Shaq did his match with Jade Cargill against uh, Red Velvet and Cody, thought that was a lot of fun. Mike Tyson coming involved uh, involved in like the inner circle stuff. The first time around sucked. Second time around, it was fun, right? But it feels like every time outside of that Jericho and Mike Tyson thing, it's always Cody. And so, yeah, what do you think about that? Like, should it be diversified a little bit? Yeah, they pimp Cody out to the mainstream, right? When it, well, That's why I was like, oh, TNT titles, the guy they're going to be running around on TNT and, like, be that mm-hmm. fame whore. And, yeah. like, it just... Yeah, the celebrity's always with Cody, and that means like Cody's probably in charge of handling the acquisition of the of the person and, or something. And that's probably great, right? Like he's probably the best one to deal with those kind of transactions and interactions, right? Like who's gonna talk to Shaq on behalf of AEW? Probably the best, other than Tony Khan. It's probably gonna be Cody, right? And that's not to say, you know, obviously we've seen Tony Hawk with Darby Allen, but those were just little quick snippets. I'm talking about like in front of a crowd or in the ring, it's always Cody. That's what I wanted to clarify on. It just feels like, yeah, let's let have let's have um let's have an hangman, you know, get Chuck Norris. I don't know, some fucking Texas Ranger, right? Like you could do that. Or you could have Taz with some Taz with Rosario Dawson would have been cool, right? Like good have could have gave both of them street cred. Um, with all that being said, though, Rosario Dawson. I love her. I like that she sold out. She really did it well, right? Like, obviously, oh, yeah. she, didn't, she didn't do a 30-minute match, right? But, like, her spot, she did well. And yeah. I thought it was cool. Of course. What did you think What did you think about how Malachi Black referred to where he was as the House of Black? Interesting. I mean. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Because it almost made him feel like it was a baby face. Yeah. I mean, I could see how he could take this character as a baby face. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't hate it. I, I'm still not on the Malachi Black train much, but we're also, we've never been the guys to be like, hey, man, 
look at this guy with horns and you know what I mean like we're just not in that like sci-fi supernatural stuff you know what I mean I think well but I don't feel like he he flirts with the supernatural because you know who would be fucking great with uh, uh here's let's Abaddon. do a reset well you do okay. Abaddon all right and but- Abaddon Butcher and the Blade and fucking Malachi Black is their leader love that who the fuck Love is messing that. with that group? Love that. Well, the Dark Order can, like, get, like, you know, like, they could fuck with them and steal a member once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, just, oh, it just fuck with their heads. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And Be like, after oh, we get I thought you guys done were with, dark. Like, sorry, man, we were just. Yeah. And after we get done with uh, Tweet the Tables, we got to talk about the Dark Order because oh, what is happening? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't know why they're doing this. I, wanna, I don't like, want it. I want to sit all of them in a room in real life. Yeah. Not kayfabe and be like, please don't do this. Yeah, hug Please each other this, right man. now. This is one of the few things I have in life that gives me hope about the world and where we're headed. Yeah, this <laughs> is this, this is one me. of the four things that gives me a smile. Don't take not, it away from me. I will not feel shock and heartbreak like since I have felt uh, when Marty Janetti got sent through that barbershop window. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I can't take another one of these in my advanced age with this heart. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Don't treat this body I well. Just, you're going to send me to the hospital and there's point. COVID up in there and I can't. I just got to a point where I can have functional relationships with people who aren't wrestling fans. Don't do this to me. Please don't do this to him. The 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 anger and outburst from Tom that I would have to deal with through the through I'll the cry every in. day. Yeah. Every day. Do you want More me to cry normal. every day? Yeah. What's next? Nobody wants What's that. next? What's next? Well, speaking of making you cry, at Katie First Lady says, did they really have to add the 2.0 to this new NXT? As if we couldn't tell it's new by the colorful set, they just can't help themselves, can they? Hashtag more is more. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, this is, well, this is Pritchard and McMahon and Dunn gone off the rails. Um, And, you know, we discussed, uh, you know, the triple heart attack there is going to be out of the picture for a while. So... I don't. Uh, what did you think? What did you think of two point NXT two This hundred percent feels like uh, this feels like exactly what I said. Those three guys are in a room and they're like, "All right, well, we've got like Triple H." I it, I didn't mean to make light of you know call him triple heart attack, triple right? H. Like you know what I mean? Very serious things, having a heart situation or whatever they called it. And uh, you know they're like, well, we're gonna. They had maybe had plans to rebrand, and maybe he was even behind that. But like the, the idea that these folks sat in a room and were like, all oh, these colors, and like, it feels like they're like, well, what did AW do to beat our ass? And they're like, well, look, they present it different. Look at the colors, and they were like, all right, colors, right? And they were like, smaller set, like you know, tighter feel. And they're like, all right, set, and like, it just, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just, it feels like, it feels like out of torch corporations trying to rebrand to feel hip and new without knowing what the fuck hip and new actually is. Look, I'm old. I get it. Sometimes I don't know what hip and new is, but I'm not going to go in and try to sell you that I do. With like we know in pro wrestling because we actually stay watching and do this. Yeah. But I just, I yeah. Well, and also it just felt like. <sighs> It almost felt like a like selling out because NXT was supposed to be the underground developmental territory where you're going to see the stars of tomorrow today, right? Go back to that second iteration, the real second iteration, when you saw the formation of the Wyatt family, when you saw Sami Zayn versus Cesaro, when you saw uh, Adam Rose and all of those people, it was Adam like, okay. Rose. 
yeah, Woo! these people, but like these people are going to be the ones that I'm going to see on the main roster in a while. Now it's just, Hey, we need to make Marvel characters. So fuck all the plans in the future. Just right now we need to practice Marvel characters. So Vaughn, uh, waggy or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, Dutch, Dutch, or whatever—I don't know their fucking names. But, you know what? The, the worst problem here is like that's fine and all, but like you really didn't do anything different. Like if you paint the fucking walls and you move the furniture around, doesn't mean the fucking tense feeling in the home went away, right? Like there's a—you didn't do anything. Like there's no new structure. There's no new general manager. There's no new like way we earn championships here. There's no nothing. Yeah, because even even though you could point at a million things that was fucking wrong with WCW in 2000, at least when they said we're doing a rebrand, they took away everyone's titles and they said, this is the new blood and this is the billionaires. That's the story. At least they did a complete reset. What you guys did on 2.0 was in the first segment, you gave me Kyle O'Reilly, seeing him, Tommaso Ciampa, seeing him. LA Knight, seen him, and uh, whoever the fucking the fourth guy was. And, and it's like, I've seen these people. Now, you, you gave me Rick Steiner's son a little bit later, but we can talk about that because that was fucking dumb. Yeah, we will talk about that. But, but yeah, let's, uh, yeah, so let's, well, uh, let's But continue. also on that show, even how it ended, and there's mixed reviews on this, but at Ash Hendricks 92 says the wedding segment was excellent. Hashtag tweet the table. And I think it was good i think it was really damn good i liked it a lot tom said it didn't make any sense and i agree with you a lot of it didn't make sense but that's been this storyline for most of it right it's it's the cultish guy taking the girl from the cult that have the mom and dad feel which shout out to them they're having you know a baby boy i don't know if you saw that uh, yeah that, that was a fun video. video yeah um, yeah you know what i mean so i look i i went into that knowing this was the comedy segment and they delivered on that ah no. No. No, they didn't. No. You know what they did? They got me with a feel good moment of him speaking and Austin Theory selling that. Like that was Austin fun. Theory and Johnny Gargano and, and the and oh. the you know Did you did you bring the rings? He's like, We're in the ring, silly. Yeah, yeah, we're in the ring, silly. <laughs> Austin Theory as a dumbass is spot on. It's yeah. pretty great. He does an awesome job at that. But here's the thing that just didn't make sense. It, it's just okay. So let's just say, again, you're just showing someone this for the first time, right? You just, you got company over. Yeah. You said, I'm really excited about the wedding segment. I want to watch it. Would you mind watching it with me? Sure. Right? So they do the wedding segment. You get who we're looking at. Indy and Dexter. We get that, right? Well, they, had a, the, they had a huge video package leading up. Which to, was a great, right? Yeah. And that was great. And the whole thing. And they won over Johnny Gargano and all that stuff. That's the thing. But then when you say any objections and they all say me. And then he shows the fucking uh, machete. And I was like, yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, right? hatchet yeah. open his Or a hatchet, yeah. But then at the end, everyone's like, yay. It's like two minutes ago, you all did not. So, like, that that's the consistency. Just Yeah, so it should have been one person, right, or something. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, there was so someone that's a, there. That's an improvement. That's a hell of an improvement you would have made. And you should, all, you should hashtag hire Tom. I mean. Yeah. I mean, because who was that fucking one guy, the former Evolve guy that stood up and he said, like, my name is. And then the big black guy, like, put his arms. Oh, yeah. Well, that's his gimmick. It's like, uh, yeah, I forget what his name is. But like that guy could have just been like, 
I don't approve. Like, right, yeah. Austin Theory and everyone goes nuts, and he's just like, I object. Like, this is fucking bad. Because, like, why? And then I get it, right? It's pro wrestling, and it's pro wrestling, and so you just shouldn't really, like, think too much into it. But, like, Kushida's fucking into this. Kushida is really into this. Didn't he just well, Everybody fucking... loves Indy. I think everybody loves Indy, and they want to be happy Is that Indy. what it is? Okay. Sport okay, Indy. that's what it is. But it just, the consistency of the crowd made no fucking sense. And, and yes, the I do was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. And then, and then the, he snuck in the bed and he was like, don't say that. But then like the choking out of the, the minister and then Beth, Fe- just have Beth Phoenix do it. Why? That was so Beth weird. Phoenix is so fun. Just have her do the whole thing. Cause she's the one that got him together. Like the guy uh, made no sense. I like Beth Phoenix more every time I see her. Like if we can get her sprinkled, in she's a fun. Bit more. Yeah. But I think, you know, like that guy getting choked out and then having to act like he was unconscious the entire time. That yeah. was a distraction. Yep. Yeah, it was just, a, it was one of those where it was a little overdone. But yeah, just, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory's chemistry together is amazing. Where are we? Are we and this course, way? Is, yeah, other way. Other way? Here yeah, we go. There we, oh, wait. Yeah. There we go. Look at, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so <laughs> terrible. That was very white. I love yeah. it. Hey, if hey. you watched the YouTube channel, you saw what we did. Yeah, you saw what we did if you watched the YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Spanish Announce Tube. Huh? Ah. Ah, this is the tube. All right. <laughs> Kid tells me I got to be on the tube these days. At Kenny First Lady, he says, Punk's history of going through or not going through tables has been well documented, unfortunately. Hashtag Ryback. Hashtag dumb as fuck. Hashtag AW Dynamite. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And another one at BDD4 says, This is especially dangerous because both men are wearing dress shoes. Just top flight, a quality commentary from CM Punk tonight, and yeah, CM Punk. Okay, so the tables, yeah, notwithstanding, yeah. yeah, the tables is a thing where apparently you know Punk has a hard time going through those tables because either his back doesn't hit flush or they're you know Ryback's throwing them on the corner and giving them a fucking you know dislocated disc, yeah, uh, all the type of shit. Now, as far as CM Punk on commentary, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. It sounded almost like like Phil Brooks more than CM Punk. So, oh, absolutely, yes. You know what I mean? So like yeah. when Adam Cole came out and CM Punk was like, yeah, I influence this guy. Like he's in pro wrestling because of me. That didn't feel like I'm CM Punk and I want to face Adam Cole yeah, down in the future. It it's felt interesting. Like it's it's Phil that. Was talking. It's as though CM Punk was like, okay, I'm taking myself completely out of CM Punk role. Mm-hmm. And now I'm other observer, which I, I don't know that you can necessarily do since they've set the stage otherwise with folks. Yeah, I would stay as CM Punk maybe. And he didn't have to change much, I guess. I mean, you could still take his, everything he said as CM Punk because Phil Brooks has been CM Punk and pro right, wrestling, yeah. I guess. But yeah, I mean, I did notice a few of those things. But I, I mean, I think he was he was very good at like continuing with the story, having fun things to say. Mm-hmm. Um knowing how to hit the moment right you know what i mean not say yeah. too much that kind of stuff but we've seen that before from cm punk well and i also loved at the moment they got him out of commentary right so like what he was doing before uh the 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 moment that he got taken out by hobbs was he was just calling the adam cole kazarian match right he has nothing to do with that and then he was calling the um 
what was it? The uh, the Jade Cargill and legit Layla Hirsch, right? He has nothing to do with that. But then once Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson and like the main event people are there where you kind of want to say like, what would CM Punk say in this situation, right? Well, he's not there because he got taken out. So the point at which he was taken off commentary thought was done really well. And then Hook. How fucking cool. Do you love, love Hook? Hook? Yeah, I love ah. Hook. The stupid Hook, ass hair, yeah. the fucking big ass muscles. Just he looks like a kid that just got arrested for armed robbery. Yeah, he looks like he literally just broke into your car in the parking lot and came in and is about to slap you with the stuff from your glove compartment. Yeah. He he looks like the clothes he put on were given to him by an officer after he got released from prison. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He's crashing on your on your yeah. couch and like went through your your drawers without asking and just put on yourself and was like medium really and you know he I mean? was like whatever but then hobbs good night doesn't he look like a star this guy this is team taz like again yes. brian cage looked the part brian cage looked the part but something with the like i'm a robot and i'm the machine stuff that didn't really fit to me even though he's the human suplex machine oh. i'm wearing the taz shirt yeah it just didn't fit. Brian Cage has never really moved the needle for me, I guess. I, not that he like, like, seems like a cool guy, but I don't know. Yeah, but like Hobbs, Hook, and Taz, that's Team Taz. Yeah. Ricky Starks with this thing and all. Get, that ain't Ricky Taz. Starks is a star. Oh, he is a solo act star. He can yeah. cut a promo. He can wrestle a match. Put him in Texas. He's over like Rover. He's the fucking man, but he ain't Team Taz. Hook, Hobbs, Taz. That's a fucking group that I want to have taken over people. Hobbs is getting better every time I see him, too. He really is figuring it out. And with his size and his swagger, dude, and, can, man. Oh, I mean. I think he break- can. he's capturing the hope I used to have for, like, Titus O'Neil. Remember when we used to see him so huge mm-hmm. and just oh, yeah. be, like, with that swagger. And I was like, this guy is going to, like, he's going to capture cameras and my, you know what I mean? Like, But I think Hobbs has that potential. Well, let's talk about that real quick. So think about this. Hobbs has only been in the company for one year. I think it was one year today as of this recording. He's been in AEW, right? And the first time in seven years that CM Punk is going to have a match on television, not pay-per-view, on television, and it's Hobbs? That's pretty incredible. Yeah, powerhouse That's a ride. That was a great addition to his. Yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs. But I still like calling him Hobbs. You know what I mean? Like Hobbs. Hook and Hobbs. Hook, Hook and Hobbs. Hobbs. Right there. Just and then and then credit to CM Punk for letting Hook get a dragon sleeper on CM Punk. Yeah. And then getting the old how's your father to the gut. Like Hook looks oh. like he would walk up to you at the grocery store and slap your wife on the ass and just stare at you while he like grabs the cheese off from in front of you. Like yeah, waiting for you also, to do something about it. Yeah, but he also looks like the dumbass who, you know, uh, is in the like in a mafia family and he forgot the money right like so they're going to a spot to drop off the money and hook was like you got the money right like motherfucker that was your responsibility i'm driving you have the money oh like he seems like that guy yeah Dude, i thought i was driving be like you're clearly not i'm fucking driving <laughs> right, exactly <laughs> like that's hook hook seems like that to me um but i can't wait to he's got a tire if you saw the graphic he's got the little muay thai shorts if you saw Is the he gonna hop, i hope I'm so ready who would you put hook. hooks with who would you put hook hook in the ring with first time out let's say it's dynamite he, he skips past Wiggle dark he skips Ooh. 
Yep. Fuego del Sol. That's a, I yeah. like that. Yep. I like yeah. that. He would like just, you know what I mean? He'd like jump around, whatever, and then he'd just grab him and fucking like twist him and shit. And hey, Fuego del Sol and Miro, let's take a quick detour there. Fuego del Sol putting his car up to have another shot. Miro, Miro with the line of the Put his car on the line to get his neck broken. Yeah, but Miro. So I thought this was probably the. Can I, can I first say, um, uh, Sammy, like you should have stopped your friend. No, <laughs> they gotta learn. They gotta learn. Look, you, you, you had. To hey, if I'm ever like talking to a guy like Mira, I'm like, you want my fucking car for another fight? Like, stop me. No, but you know, hey, look, you know what the MGF coin what I went through. So it's like, you know, sometimes you gotta let your friend just, uh, you know, get too close to the sun. You just gotta look in their eyes, and you'll know. Yeah, exactly. But what I was gonna say is this episode was so promo heavy, right? You had Jericho and Lambert and Omega and Brian Danielson. But the line of the night was Miro. Miro with the, uh, uh, they say you don't touch a um, a stove when it's hot, uh, something like that. But then he's like, but you chose to put your neck on a knife that spared you. And I was like, what the? Yeah, Miro's, yeah, Miro's like almost biblical, like prophecy laden, like vignettes. He's so good. Here's something, a thing that's distinguishing AEW right now is that their promos are these like vignette style promos. Every WWE promo to promo the match is backstage. You know, one of the people backstage with the microphone captures one of them backstage and like, hey, you, you got a match coming up with fill in the blank, right? And they go, well, blah, blah, blah. And somebody may interrupt or not. Like it's the same setting every time. Like we get something wildly different thematically. Oh, with yeah, each, you'll get a Miro. here in AEW. Yeah, you get a Miro uh, theatrical vignette. Then you get Tony Schiavone backstage. Then you'll, or Tony Schiavone in ring. Then you get Alex Marvez backstage. Then you'll get a sit down with Jim Ross. Yeah, like you get all of this stuff. It's, yeah, they're doing a really good job yeah. with that. Speaking of that and the, and the interviews and the promo styles, at Devil Vamp says, I am really liking AEW Rampage, but damn. Damn, this Mark Henry interviews are fucking terrible and take away from the flow of the show. For fuck's sake, hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, what he does, I love, I I genuinely like the aspect of interviewing the main event competitors right before the main event. And I like that Mark, yeah, and I like that Mark Henry goes, and let's get to the main event. Like, it starts right then, right? Think that is great. I'm not for scripting promos. However, Mark Henry looks like he's surprised that he has to ask another question. Yeah. He's he he does this a lot. He goes, Britt Baker, you're the AEW champion. What do you think about facing uh Red Velvet? And then, you know, Britt Baker says her thing. And then it's like, I gotta come up with another question. And then he's like, Hey, so you gonna hurt him? It's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. You don't you don't say that like that's dumb yeah like yes i wouldn't mind if they gave henry like here's your two questions of each person and uh, say it and let them go and i love that format of like it's almost like when you watch a football game which you know yeah go chiefs um shout out justin summers anyway hey listen uh, you know what i mean cleveland um you dominate a game for almost four quarters and lose it. <laughs> All right. So you're watching football and they're like, 
get ready to start this game. It's like number one versus number three or something, right? Like everybody's like, all right. And they like stop the coach on the way and they're like, hey, coach, fucking, you're going to like, you know, where it is, they're going to try to kick you in the dick. You're going to allow that? Like, and that's the feel you get from these yes. where it's like right before the match. And I like it. I like it. But Mark Henry makes you go like, have you ever asked a question before? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know how that's it works. A, that's a perfect analogy mm-hmm. because you know you take the sideline reporter. They know that they're going to come with three questions to the coach. Hey, coach, what were the halftime adjustments? What did you think about this play? How is this player doing? Right? And they come in there prepared, saying bop 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 bop. Mark Henry goes like, "Oh fuck, we're still on. Oh, oh, oh okay. Like, heard that was an amazing thing you said, Steve. Bill, Steve, <laughs> Steve said." <laughs> Steve said he was going to punch you in the balls. You, uh... You're going to take that? What do you think about that, man? You think you're going to win the night or what? That's how how he asked it. That's exactly how he asked it. Oh, God, it's so annoying. Yeah, it is is a little off-putting. I will give you that. Um, All right, here we go. Let's move on to the next. By the way, we are the podcast of the people. See, we're giving a voice to the voiceless. We want you to be heard. You tell us what to talk about, and then we'll clean up afterwards when you guys undoubtedly forget stuff. Because, you know, we're better than you, and you know it, but that's for another, you know, whatever. Um, since I just insulted you, head on over to SpanishNowStable.net and donate money. Uh, use the PayPal <laughs> yeah. link, and we can't do this Cheers. without you. <laughs> yeah. Love you. We can't do this without you. Like you, at Katie First Lady, she says, So, I didn't get to watch much of early Brian Danielson. And if this version right now in AW was anything like that, I dig it. Hashtag AW Dynamite. Hashtag Tweet the Table. I just want my titties to pop in a white T-shirt like Daniel Bryan's or Brian Danielson, whatever the fuck we're calling him, right? Like, I just, man, I'll never get that ever again, I feel like. Why hasn't he changed? Yeah, why is he wearing the same clothes every time? And AW, I kid you not, and they shouldn't, but I feel like they could, could make a bunch of money on selling plain white t-shirts so that's the joke if you see on twitter people are going to target or to yeah. walmart and saying like they're selling the daniel bryan t-shirt yeah. this guy is a but like they could icon. do it they could sell it on aw shot and sell i'd buy it. one yeah I, I'd buy. It. <laughs> I mean like just for the novelty of it yeah if they moderately priced it people would do it they could make and you just put like the like smallest yeah, but like you, you put like the smallest quarter sized AW yeah, or just DB, little DB like right on, tag the back. on the inside tag, right? That yeah, little exactly. Like, yep, right there. Just like, <laughs> that no tag print, right? Right there on yep. the back of the t shirt. Perfect. Right? That is perfect. Just That's Daniel Bryan's face, like, or Brian yeah. Danielson, right? <laughs> Brian Danielson doing this or this. Yeah, yeah he's just, just doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's watch perfect. us on the YouTube. If you're not watching us on the YouTube, man, you don't see what we're doing. But Brian Danielson. I agree. I also did not see much of early Brian Danielson. And uh, look, we've got a big match coming up with Kenny Omega. We'll, we'll talk about maybe some more of that. But like, I, I, this kind of goes back to the storyline thing for me. Like, I know Kenny Omega and Daniel Brian Danielson. That's going to be tough Brian to get did. used to. Brian, just call, just God say Brian. Brian, yeah, Brian, just say Brian. There yep. you go. You're... Brian, is that like, yeah, great, okay. Right, I'm gonna get a good match, but like I just, I, you know. Well, so I kind of like what they're doing right now. So what they said, if you've been following along, especially with Brian's last promo uh, before he went face to face with Kenny Omega, is he said, "I came here because I heard about how good Kenny Omega is. I've seen how good Kenny Omega is. I want my first match to be against that guy because he is that good. Because I think I'm better." 
right? So that's the story. But then what he's throwing in at the very end is, but you know what? There's a lot of good guys here. So if he doesn't want to do it, I'll move on. And now you start to see Kenny Omega, like, no, 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 wait a minute. Wait, what? You, no, 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 I, I'll fight you. Fuck like, champ. Yeah, like, no, I am that good. So it's like almost a reverse psychology how he got him into the match by saying, like, I want you to be the match, but you know what? There's other people here. I could take on Sammy Guevara. I could take on Ricky Starks, you know, and it's just like, well, you, okay, fine. Then it's me and you next week. I like that. That's a cool aspect, what they're doing. You know what else is cool? Uh, chatting with us on YouTube while we do this show live, like Katie First Lady just did, and said, hello, guys, just checking in with the YouTube. I may not be able to be live each week, but I watch every week. Just hey! give a shout-out. Heart emoji. Peace sign emoji. Boo-boo. Of course, feeling the love. Just me, Tom, and Don here, man. Um, Katie uh, is our first lady. Katie you know, is our first lady, and Katie, like, I, I got to tell you, I want to know your thoughts on this CM Punk return. So so for the not long-term listeners, right, the new listeners with us, Katie First Lady became Katie First Lady because she was Katie CM Punk fan mm-hmm. on Twitter when she found our show through Rob Schamberger, friend of the show, and was, the show. was Katie CM Punk fan for years as we knew her. And CM Punk went away, and CM Punk disappeared into the void. And I, honestly, I was worried about Katie when that happened, you know? I didn't know Katie was going to make it, you know? Like, I thought we might have to, like, kind of be a shoulder for for Katie to to lean on through the tough times. But the tough times have gone, and CM Punk is back. So we need more. Maybe we need an email from Katie about what yeah. she thought about uh, mm-hmm. the CM Punk return, because I don't know a bigger CM Punk fan. I don't either. Yeah, I want to hear her thoughts because for me, it's a different perspective because I just liked CM Punk, right? It wasn't, you know, a needle mover necessarily. So I would like to know a needle mover uh, like CM Punk to you, what that meant him coming back. So, yeah, love it. Thanks again for all the tweet tables. Uh, We've been reading them. Um, If you're joining now, we've read a couple already. So thanks uh, again for sending that. And then, uh, yeah, let's get back into it. Because we do that because we're the podcast of the people. And, you know, Katie, since CM Punk abandoned being the voice of of the voiceless for you, we picked that ball up. And we're doing that for you. And for at BDD4, I'm loving that BDD is back on the Tweet the Table. Yes. Uh, Yes. He says, I know Hager is a legit MMA fighter. But literally every single member in the ring from American Top Team can wipe the floor with him. Hashtag with the table. And that was my thought, too. I thought even Dan Lambert could probably be. <laughs> and God damn it. Okay, so, yes, let's talk about how Hager would get his ass beat by all these people, even like in, well, look, you know I mean, Paige Van Zandt. Well, but let's, <laughs> let, let's take a quick yeah. uh, step back. He is a legit amateur wrestler. If you're a D1 yes. wrestler at the University of Oklahoma, you're the – top one percent of wrestling in america that doesn't mean you can fight and all he's been beating up is a bunch of fat guys from kansas city i know all of them yeah i know jw kaiser i know the fucking uh i would have taken some money to get beat up by jake hager call joe wooster i'll get you i can get you a fight in three weeks if you want it how much do you weigh how bad do you think it'll hurt how bad do you think it'll hurt yeah i probably i'm probably at like 200 right now yeah, you have to gain a I'd little bit. I'd have to bulk up, gain some weight. But hey, I might yeah. do that. How much do you think yeah. I could get paid to get beat up by Jake Hager? Throw me a ballpark number. You probably get ten and ten, ten thousand to show up, and then ten thousand to win. Well, I'm not gonna. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You see how he he acts when he so, gets hit. So how bad? I mean, I've never like I haven't had my ass beat. I think since like early middle school, but I haven't had a whole lot of fights either. So like, 
I mean, I got to take a couple blows to the head and a body no, blow don't. here or there. No, you fucking, don't. No, no, you don't. That, huh? no, all you do, if you want to make sure that you just get in and out, is you touch gloves when the bell rings, you dive for a single leg, he stuffs it, you flatten out, you know, put your chin in the air, he puts you in a rear naked choke. As soon as the arm gets around the throat, you tap out, you're done. You don't even take a punch, you're fine, you're done. It's so easy. I know plenty of people who've gone that route where they're like, I just need money. I don't care who I'm fighting. G's bro. Yeah. um, Yeah. hmm. But anyhow, so still those are a son of a bitch, Tom. I'm telling you, but, um, will Hager do a seven fight series with me? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But that ring was filled Uh, with badasses. And I'll tell you who the biggest badass was though. Mm. Junior Dos Santos legend. Andre Arlovsky legend. Uh, Paige Van Zandt is Paige Van Zandt. But Kayla Harrison, I don't know if you know who that is. Nope. Two but she title, looked like she could beat some ass. So she's a two-time Olympic gold medalist in judo. Mm. To give you perspective of that, everyone got a hard-on when Ronda Rousey came over to MMA, and she won one bronze. Yeah. So that should tell you something. Kayla Harrison, I've seen, honest to God, not to like put myself over here, but I've probably seen 10,000 fights in person by now, right? Oh, yeah. Her fight at the police academy that happened early this year, like, stays with me. It was yeah. so violent that, like, she's a killer. Like, so, there's a handful of killers, and she's one of them. Like Now, to zoom back out whew. and back in on this, I love everything they're doing right now with this American Top Team and Dan oh. Lambert. And, and the men of the year. And the men of the year. And, like, Dan Lambert. So, first of all, CM Punk's line was, Dan Lambert is like if Bobby Heenan had a wardrobe full of affliction gear. <laughs> Which is one true. of the fucking greatest lines I've heard in years. Yeah. And Dan Lambert is one take money all the fucking time. When he and the it, the thing is too that I agree with him, where he's like, and then some fucking five foot eight dork will climb to the highest of the rafters, do a triple spinning thing onto his lifeless opponent, and then that guy will kick out it too, and all of you dorks will cheer. It's just like I fucking want Dan Lambert on the show every week now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, so I tell good. you what, he is the embodiment. So of the Jim Cornette troll. If Jim Cornette would actually be on AEW, he would be Dan Lambert. Uh, but with Dan Lambert, he oh. gives that credibility of like, you're not going to beat me up because Junior Dos Santos is right here. Sometimes Jorge Masvidal is right here. You got Andre Olavsky. You got the men just, of the year. You know, like. Just the disgust on his face oh. and in his voice. Like it's shaking. Like his voice isn't normally that shaking, but he's so angry about you fucking dorks. Like I well, love it. I love it. Oh, and, so and, good. and the thing is, is it's not, I mean, it's cheap heat, but it's not cheap heat. It feels like that's a real opinion, He's right? He's been it's, waiting for somebody to give him the microphone and allow him to say this. He's like, oh, I can say it. <laughs> now let's talk about uh, Chris Jericho coming out. Hmm. I thought it was pretty interesting how Dan Lambert just didn't go into, oh, okay, AEW guy. He's like, man, I'm really... Uh, I'm really intrigued that it was you who came yeah. out. Like I kind of wasn't talking about you, but okay. Um, I like that aspect where he just didn't go. Okay, it's AEW yeah. guy, me and you. Like well, he addressed I, it. And Jericho on the fly doing the fat face dipshit song or whatever that was. Like that was yeah. Good. That was good. Uh, by the way, can we talk about that real quick? Mm. How many times did they say say shit in this episode? Yeah. 
Brian Brian said it three times. Don Callis, I think, said it two times. Jericho sang a fucking song like it. And look, I love cussing, right? I think everyone should cuss. Fuck because, yeah. Yeah. Censorship is stupid. Um, I really think that. It's right? fucking like, stupid. It's Bullshit. fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, Sucks dick. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't be able to not eat a steak because a baby doesn't have teeth. Like, fuck that. I'm an adult. I can fucking handle it. Go fuck yourself. Um, anyhow. This is episode 350, deep in your ear holes, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Deep in but, your ear holes. But, like, maybe let's let's twist up some, some cuss words. We don't all have to say shit. That's all I'll say. It's like, I get it, right? We can't say fuck. But, like, let, let's just add a little spice, huh? Get a dictionary. We don't always have to say shit. But I loved it. Dan Lambert was great. So here's the thing. I think it's next week we get Inner Circle, I guess, versus Men of the Year. What do you think of that matchup? What do you think about Hager and Jericho taking on Men of the Year? Because I would have tweaked it a little bit. I just don't. Yeah, like I don't. I worry that we get Jericho and Hager must pose here. And that's the wrong way to go. Well, but I think if you're going to do Jericho most pose with a tag team member, it's got to be the Lasect gods, right? It's got to be Sammy Guevara. Who is the Jericho. guy that they're talking about? Yeah. Like that is Jericho the five- could say, I thought the same thing, but let me show right. you who proved me wrong. Exactly. The like, sexy beast. Sammy right. Guevara, right? Yeah. Even though yeah, cause, you know, cause the, the yeah, sex god, but he's getting married, is, but you know. Well, you can still be a sex god. You know, you can pose for oh, a play girl I know or whatever. You can. Easy, easy. But what I'm saying is, like, all of what Dan Lambert is saying is the definition of Sammy Guevara. So Sammy Guevara should be with Jericho. And then if you want the MMA muscle, that's where Jake Hager could be on the outside and he could do the same ward low thing. He's been thing training with, them, he's training right. them. Right, but he could do the same Wardlow thing where him and Junior Dos Santos are staring each other down or him and Dan Lambert are staring each other down, but it's Sammy Guevara who should be fighting this battle with Jericho. We bring this up since you brought up Wardlow in the MJF thing when Pillman comes out and he's like, meet him at the ramp and all that jazz, and then like he fucking slaps Wardlow and he's like, okay, all right, hey, listen. <laughs> like, and then he's like, he's like, all right, well, fuck it, let's fucking do this. I, like, I love that genuine reaction. He's like, man, fuck you. Hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. Okay, fuck, all right, here we go. <laughs> right, like, yeah, that was fun. And, and good for Pillman, right? This is getting, uh, you know, like if the varsity whatever things goes away, like I wouldn't yeah. hate it. Pillman. And I like the other yeah. guy. Garrison, well, of course, the Griff I guy. I think he's good. Griff Garrison, I think he, I mean, he looks like a million dollars, right? Yeah. He wins the award for getting off the bus. Yeah, but he looks like, 17, so it's like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, you know. Hey, have him beat up on uh, Fuego Del Sol, right? Like, have that be the rivalry. Uh, or even they could be a tag team. I agree. What I would applaud AEW on is, you know, going out of All Out, you had a lot of the old guard making big splashes, right? So it was Jericho must pose. Then it was Adam Cole. Then Maybe. it was CM Punk. Then it was Ruby Soho. But post All Out, it's all been Powerhouse Hobbs, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, you got Max Caster on Rampage. So, like, credit to them for saying, you know, hey, we got you here. We got you hooked uh, with CM Punk. But now let's show you Hook. You know, I like that. That's good for what they're doing. I, yeah, I really I enjoy it. that. The way they cycle folks in and out in AEW is refreshing, and it keeps it yes. fresh and new. And it's oh, something yeah. WWE could have been doing the whole time. They could even be doing now, even though they let go like 30% of their fucking talent roster. Oh, they yeah. could still be just keeping it fresh and new, but they just 
don't. Nope. They go to the well a lot. A lot yeah. A lot, how a lot. many times? How many times have I seen? Uh, the Viking Raiders on Raw, and then how many times have I seen Cedric Alexander? Yeah, right. Like Jesus Christ. That I mean, right there. It's just anyhow. Anyhow, yeah. let's focus on the positives. All right, we got two things to talk about, which may not be positive. At AUC Cata says WWE must not want any connection between Braun Breaker and the Steiners with the name change, and I didn't hear any reference to Rick Steiner or Scott Steiner during that match, and. At Ash Hendricks 92 says, Braun Breaker has sirens in his entrance, wears a singlet as gear, gets called the dog-faced gremlin in his match, but WWE don't want to be acknowledged in his family name. Hashtag tweet the table. What a... Stupid move? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I was trying to think of like a just a bewildering Cause, move. Because if you call him Rex Steiner, that is... NXT 2.0, right? Like, there's the person where you're saying, on this episode is the new beginning. It's going to be led by R- Rex even, Steiner. Even the Steiner name, the name Steiner is a powerful name. It fits a muscled up dude. Steiner. And, yeah. To Ash's point, Ash made just the absolute spot on uh, observation there. Is if you want to, like, because I told you about this off air. When Bray Wyatt became Bray Wyatt, right? We didn't say that's that's micro that's IRS's uh, son. That's IRS's son. Like it was Bray Wyatt. It was someone completely different. So I am a hundred percent okay with not everything has to break kayfabe. Michael right? McGillicuddy. If, yeah, we don't have to do breaking kayfabe. Heard his asshole. <laughs> Same guy. But, <laughs> right, but if you're gonna like, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck. Don't fucking tell me it's a horse. Like, you have him look like a Steiner. You had the sirens. You have the singlet. And then you say it's Braun Rexter or whatever the fuck his name is. Like Braun Breaker. So here's what, like, okay, so I agree with you on that aspect of, like, we don't have to say he's fucking Steve's kid, right? Right. But, that's totally fine. But Braun Breaker, two Ks, by the way, Braun Breaker is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. And, like, if this was nobody new name that I've never heard of, or even if it was, like, a friend of mine, and they came on, I'd be like, this name fucking blows. You think it was the Attitude Era that would have went with three Ks? Like KKK? Uh, uh, by the way, Ash, check your tweet next time. You did throw an extra K in there. And, oh! Uh, whoops! 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 whoops. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, And so we ended the show... With I didn't hate it, you know the the heavy breathing stare down. But that's like, <laughs> so dumb. Puts a, th- well, I like the idea. Of he's like, hey, like thanks, and they shake the hands, and then he's like, and he's like, thanks, kid, and then like he's like, oh shit, uh, I see what's going on, right? Like I I like that, but they hung on it too long, right? Oh, it just and, ended right when he noticed, like, oh, and then just boom, like right in it. And look, AEW did this too with Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson. When they agreed to their match, then it became just heavy breathing, staring at each other. That needs to go away. We don't look, if it's a face off, like at a weigh in, which they did with Cody and Jake Hager back a a few months ago. That makes sense, right? Hey, let's do a stare down because we need pictures for the fight tomorrow or next week or whatever. Right? So we do that. But if it's just, I want to fight you, I want to fight you. What the fuck is that? Cut that shit, man. Yeah. That's 
That's 1980s Papa Shango dumb shit or 1990s, I should say. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get well, out. The whole thing is like if if I'm standing here and like two dudes are fucking getting into it and everything, and they start doing that, and it becomes heavy breathing for a minute. I'm gonna be like, you guys don't really want to fucking fight. Yeah, that yeah. You want somebody to break up a fight? Yeah, yeah. Who who are you trying to impress? Right. You want somebody to break up this fight so you can say like, I would have kicked his ass. Yeah. Someone put this on TikTok. I'm gonna get in his face, but then you break it up. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I've never had any professional fight training whatsoever. Or I've never been in a fight, but I got hands. I love that. I, don't you love how every fucking male on the face of the earth think that they can punch? I have. Why? why? Yeah. I, I, I encounter any time that there's a situation where I'm like, if, if I'm ever out in public, I'm like, I, like what I know is that like, I've never been in a fight and I'm likely to lose any fight because of that. I'll, but, but albeit like the random idea that like whoever I'm fighting might also be in that same scenario. So like, I know a couple things that like maybe give Whoa. me some space to get the fuck out of there. Right. Like, right. But I know like I'm never going to be the aggressor unless maybe there's something else involved that I don't have my full mind about me where I'm going to be like, I can kick your ass because I'm probably like, I don't fucking know if I can kick your ass. Well, <laughs> Well, but my thing, my, my thing yeah. is the observation of that all guys think that they can box, but like you've never heard a guy say like I'll double leg you or I'll head kick you. It's Which is always the actual effective, th- right? Yeah. Well, well, no, it's just like it's just another aspect yeah. of fighting. But everyone thinks they can. It's so annoying, right? Well, but like, like if you're if you're having an actual fight and somebody's like a potential threat to you, if you knew how to double leg a guy down to the ground. Right. It's probably but way like, more no effective than like being able to step back and fucking rock his yeah. jaw off. Like the odds are it's you're just, not going to be able to pull that off. But a yeah. double leg's probably. It's just it's just so likely. silly that all guys think that they can box, yeah. but like nothing else. No right. guy is like I've got strong hips. You know, yeah. <laughs> no one. You yeah. never heard that in a fight. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact: I'm looking to kick your kneecap back to the back <laughs> right, wall exactly. if you start giving bleak. me shit. Yeah, I got a yeah. bleak kicks. I'm going to hope that, like, you're fucking, you know what I mean? My hope is that I break something on the first fucking swing when you're looking at my eyes. Anyway. But anyhow, going back to the stare downs. you at home if we ever meet in person. There you go. <laughs> but, like, going back to the stare downs. What, we got to get rid of this. We ha- It's so, I understand if it's baby faces, right, to a certain extent, where it was like, Hey, I want I want to be the number one contender. Well, sure. I want to be the number one contender. We'll say what? And then they but if it's if it's heels or if it's a heel baby face, fight each other or someone break it up. Like th- that's got to go. It's so stupid. Dumb. All right, what is in dumb is hashtag tweet the table because that's where you get to have your voice heard on Twitter. Hashtag tweet the table. Whatever wrestling thought or opinion you have, you share it with us. We're going to read it right here like at BWD4 says, "Great." To see FTR in the ring and that it's not over for them. Hashtag tweet the table. Couldn't agree more. Oh, but can we talk about that segment? After Darby Allen gets the victory over Sean Spears, Sting goes into the ring because, hey, let's celebrate, right? Sting and Darby must pose. Not even two seconds after the match, FTR is in there. And we know what's happening. They go into a big old fist fight. FTR gets the upper hand. They do the spike pile driver on Sting, and then Tully Blanchard gets the fucking rag yeah. and wipes off the the face paint of Sting. Sting. And I was talking to you about this earlier. Name another legend that's that giving. Breaking kayfabe here. Yeah. That that's giving. Would the Undertaker let you like you know what I mean? Bury him right away. Cut you know his hair I mean? or cut his yeah. hair. Yeah, cut his right. hair. Right. Or like, Ray you know, Mysterio you look- let you rip his mask off. Right, you you're not seeing that, and then even more to his credit, you know he's even like working with Orange Cassidy, and he's doing the slow kicks and all of that stuff. Like, 
I don't know what's gotten into Sting. And maybe Sting's always been this way because even in WCW, he would win and lose kind of like he was never always winning, right? Um, but man, I am so impressed with the man who is playing the Sting. man called Sting. Right, but like being that giving to other talent. Now, totally Blanchard, totally Blanchard, right? Like it wasn't Marco Stunt who did this, but still... I thought that was pretty incredible that he yeah. would let someone rub his face paint off on national TV. Pretty, pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Um, at cat at AUC cat, excuse me. Forgot what it's like to hear a WWE crowd this loud. Madison square garden is on triple fire emoji. Hashtag SmackDown hashtag tweet the table. And yeah, that crowd was hyped and it apparently is the highest grossing crowd at the gate that they've ever had now i don't know if they jacked up ticket prices or whatever but you follow me but um look the thing that bothered me was like i don't want to be one of these people that like gets into this idea of like you know wwe fans or aw fans and by the way this term stan that's rolling around i get its origins and i understand but like if you call anybody a stan in anything i no longer take you serious if i can throw that little sidebar out there right if you call somebody a stan in something i, I don't know I, what it I, means I, so the Eminem song stand, like where they were so in love with the thing that like they were like, oh, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. Which makes sense. Oh, great. But if you're like, it's become like a talking point and then I don't hate it. I hate it now. I'm old oh. manning that, but I didn't know that. I'm old manning I, I, that. I'm old manning it now. Cause now I'm like, fuck, if you say it, I don't take you seriously. But what I don't want to do is be in that discussion. Right. But like, I just, I, I like, I don't know. I need to hear from the crowd that went, if you were in that crowd, Please use hashtag tweet the table and tell me what the fuck you liked about this. Why did you pay your money to go to this? The last time, Tom, SmackDown came here, Kansas City was one of the first things they came to, right? Raw. Raw. You went to it, right? Yep. I didn't fucking go. And I told you I I don't want to go. Like, I would have went with you if you were like, I want somebody to go and I don't have anybody to go with. I would have went with you and I would have bought a ticket. But, like, I didn't want to go. Well, so I went because I thought, because it was one of the first shows, hey, we're going to, you know, throw the book at you and say, here's Brock. Lesnar, I just don't have faith that stuff. when they throw the book that they know that, that, you know what I mean? What a book now, is anymore now, but let's talk about that. The show, because that was the first show that I can remember that was good from start to finish. Cause so let's talk about it. Roman Reigns is out there with Paul Heyman and the bloodline, right? Yeah. That's listen. I love that storyline and it's great. Well, and the way they're, they're playing all of that is great. Yeah. The so it's focused Brock- on Paul. But like, yeah, Brock Lesnar comes out, and I thought the, the 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 promo of the week was that where uh, Roman Reigns feels like rejected because Paul Heyman knew that Brock Lesnar was going to yep. be at SummerSlam, but didn't tell him, and so he leaves the ring, and then Paul Heyman kind of like then gets himself together and is like, "The raining, yeah, like, okay, like just go right into right. Brock Lesnar." It just I thought that well, was and I love so how- good. Brock is in. He goes like, "Hey, before he fires you, yeah, before he fucking kicks your ass, let me get my, my challenge." Match. And then he's like, "You have five seconds, Paul." <laughs> I love that, right? Where he's like, "Oh, <laughs> like you're serious about this?" Yeah, great storytelling. But outside of that, the storytelling is lacking in a lot. But I, yes, oh yes, but of the two, it's the way better show. Of course, I I actually really enjoy Roman Reigns right now because. Honestly, you know, when he came in as the like pseudo heel, eh, it was whatever. Then he, he joins with Paul Heyman. We're like, oh shit, okay, right, this is crazy. He does the family thing, but let's be honest. After the second Uso joins, it was kind of getting a little stale, right? He beats yeah. up Edge, 
But now look at him. He's got Brock Lesnar breathing down his throat. And then, oh, before I can get to Brock Lesnar at uh, the Saudi Arabia show, I assume, I've got to face now the demon Finn Balor. Here's another fun aspect, too, is that he was like like that for all the manipulating and all of the like, it's really about him and he's using these folks as pawns. He is looking out for them and and loyal to them. So like with all the shit that like he's like, Paul, I don't know that I necessarily trust you right now. And he got a moment where he's like, oh, shit, it looks like I can't trust Paul. So he fucking leaves. And then he sees like, oh, Brock was pulling a fast one. He comes right back out to save Paul. He's like, yeah. listen, I'm pissed at you, but I'm not going to let you get the fuck beat up. Yeah. By this motherfucker. It, you are not his. The, you were mine. Yeah. Right? It's like, the guy that mm-hmm. like makes fun of someone, and then when you want to make fun of that person, then he goes, no, 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 no. I make He's fun the of alpha you. alpha male. He's like, listen, we're going to fight, and I'm going to beat yeah. you every time, and I'm going to make fun of you, and I'm going to fuck your wife. But like, I, <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> Sorry. But, ah, you know, but like nobody else is going to do that to you. That's right. the benefit of, of me doing it is like, you know, it's me. It's me, guy. Right. Hey, guy. <laughs> it's me, guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you in the face, but I'm not gonna knock you out. You know that, right. pal. You know that, you know? pal. Yeah, exactly. As long as you I, do what I fucking told you to do. Right. I really enjoy his current story, although I get a little bit nervous that we're gonna do the well. We already unveiled uh, Demon Finn Balor, which is whatever, right? I would have saved it for the pay per view. But now we're going to do Demon Finn Balor loses his first match back. Like, what the fuck? I'm surprised he didn't get let go with everybody else. No, he's a It's a marketing thing is the deal. Oh, no, he's a star. But that's what they're looking for. A lot of the other people will star. So we're Adam Cole and and Brian Danielson. Well, well, those two left. Yeah, well, true. But you know what I mean? Like, so Spray Wyatt. But, like, it's it's this idea that they're looking for – Characters that they can put on posters and sell toys and and make a Saturday morning cartoon for and fucking make a fucking animated movie and and fucking get in Universal Studios theme rides and shit like that and the Demon Finn Balor fits all of that of course I just think it like you got to have them win though but they don't get that all they get is hey everyone like but the do you but do you because SmackDown had a highest grossing fucking thing and we think it sucked so like what do we fucking know apparently we don't know shit. Yeah, we don't. Not about their product, at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? True like, that. True that. Well, then let's move on. So that was Katie. Love Katie. Um, at BDD4 says, I get the O factor of Christian making that Wednesday quip, but I think it's better to just be better and keep it moving. Number yeah. one should never concern themselves with number two. Hashtag tweet the table. Nah, I like it. I like it, but he's saying AW's number one, so you should. Well, yeah. So number two, yeah, second week in a row, they got the uh, eighteen to forty nine demo. They won over second raw. Week in a yeah, row. over raw. Yeah. Look, I like it. Now, what I don't like is everything about my character is that I'm not at the other company. Yeah, that's too much. So I like his line about how he's like how they plucked you out of developmental, like the EVPs plucked you out of developmental and brought you here. Like that's a good line. I'll give him that. that which is. Which, look, I mean, it's true. That's exactly what they did, right? Yeah. <laughs> when Adam Cole was on that NXT TakeOver, that was in front of 150 people. And word he is, per- we don't he know. He performed in front of 15,000 yeah. We there. don't know the real, and if this is dirt sheets, but word is that like he was going to be a, a fucking like, Leo Rush-style manager for somebody else, and they were discussing that like possibly not having him be Adam Cole because of Michael Cole. He had no yeah, choice but to leave. He had yeah, no that's choice but to leave. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is, like, I, I, 
Yeah, but that's who you have to worry about is Michael yeah. Cole. Right. We have to fuck the fuck the talent. We got to worry about our announcer. People might we can't just call him Michael. Yeah, people like, might. Yeah, yeah. So I like Christian's him, lines there and all that kind of shit. Oh, but like I yeah. thought it was really good. And then like you're used to getting your ass beat on Wednesday nights, so well, let's make it Friday yeah, night. Loved it. Loved, loved it. it. Yep, right. Because again, it's not the Christian character, right? The whole Christian character is I'm not in WWE. It's it's more than that. So if you want to take a little shot at the other people, fucking do yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. All right, this is the final tweet the table we have. So I'm gonna give this reminder again. Use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. We're gonna read them right here, and we're the voice of the voices. We give you the stage. This is how we start the show. We don't talk about anything else other than maybe our MJF coin updates uh, before we talk about what you want to talk about because. We want you to love us. Please do that. Please love us. Like at AUC Cata loves us. He says, has AEW ever done a contract signing segment? Legit curious. Hashtag SmackDown. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And Tom, I think you found it. Yeah. So I think it was when John Moxley was champion and MJF made him sign the contract. Yeah. And then after MJF signed the contract, then he realized, oh shit, I signed a contract where my attorney the next week, which is Mark Sterling, has to wrestle John Moxley. Right. And then John Moxley beats his ass the next week. I think that's the only contract signing. Now they've also done like weigh-ins and press conferences, like with Cody and Jake Hager, they did a little something, but I think the only contract signing was that one, but I'm not fact checking, but I think that that that's the one. Yeah. 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 Good stuff, but it's great, right? Like they're not what you were saying, even with the backstage promos, right? With WWE, it's, Guy walks up or girl walks up to talent and says, you're going to fight, right? And then how we have to have a match? It's a contract signing. AEW is doing weigh-ins and uh, press conferences and dinner debonairs. Dinner debonairs. Like all these other things to get to the match. But like even to make the match official, right? Cody comes out. Anthony Agogo comes out. Then you got... Even when it was John Moxley and Christian in Kansas City, uh, they came out to, for the weigh-ins. Like they do different things. The press conference with um, uh, John Moxley and uh, who did he face it all out? Uh, the the New Japan pro wrestling guy. God dang it! What uh, the guy that loves shit. bread? Shit. Uh. <laughs> He loves I don't bread. know the New Japan enough. Well, what's his fucking name? I forgot altogether. We did picks and everything, and I forgot his name. I can't think of that it. guy, but that guy, but they, they did the press. Co- yeah, Dana, but like they did that press conference, which was great. By the way, when, when John Moxley's like, you think you can beat me? Yes. In pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> in 2021. Yes. <laughs> Just, I love this. Oh God. It was so great. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, what else is so great is all of our fans and all of the uh, Spanish announced table or whatever the fuck you want to call yourselves. The table nation. That's what it was. The table nation. Out there using hashtag tweet the table. Kojima. Kojima. That's his fucking name. Yep, right. Yep. Kojima. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we gave you the stage. Now it's our turn. We're going to we're gonna do the quick hits. All the stuff that you guys forgot about because you will forget about some things. Hey, so let's talk about so, some <clears throat> quick drive-bys. And then we also got another fun story to talk about for next week. Uh, one quick drive-by that I wanted your um, opinion on. The Andrade Pac fallout, right? So Andrade on a w dynamite it was like hey i didn't give the fucking order that chavo should be doing that i can beat Pac. i can beat Pac. what the fuck does no one think i can beat Pac? like i can beat Pac. what do you think about that 
Yeah, I mean, fine. I guess like if we're not gonna have Chavo around forever, this is an easy way to get rid of him, right? Um, but it just feels but, like start and stop. It feels like we threw Chavo a bone here. Well, but I like the the reasoning, right? It's yeah. Andrade it, is a fucking, heel, right? Yeah, don't don't fucking like assume I can't be this motherfucker. Right. It's the like. Wait a minute. Does my team not think I can do this? I can fucking do this. Like. I love because that's Chavo relatable, right? Fucking Guerrero to help me beat, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like I, if a coworker like, helps you on a project, and you're like, oh, you didn't think so I could do that. So that's the promo. Is like he's like in the annals of fucking time, right? When we're looking in the history books of wrestling, when they start going down the list of the greatest wrestlers of all time, they will reach Andrade well before they reach fucking Chavo Guerrero. So I do not need your damn help in yeah. winning a match. You know what I mean? <laughs> like fucking pointing on him. Like, mm-hmm. I love right? it. So then the other thing I want to get your feedback on. Now, they did a great job using Dark because we've talked about, excuse me, they've talked about, or we have talked about, Dark needs some storytelling, right? And now Dark has went to Universal Studios and they had their first show there center around Jade Cargill and Le- legit Layla Hirsch, right? Yeah. It was those two don't like each other. They're going to, handle their business at dynamite but then you know on dark they're gonna kind of butt heads here now jade cargill gets the win it was her toughest match to date yeah what what, what do you do with most jade cargill? technically sound match we've had out of her like i yeah. thought this was good and i think this is a good way to break that in right now it's not unbelievable to see anybody right if if layla hirsch and her size can go in there and give her a match where she's in danger of losing now it's not unbelievable for anybody else to go in there i mean not to put Le- Layla Hurts, yeah. but from an optic standpoint, now you can mm-hmm. put anybody in that ring and it can make it believable that, like, oh, uh, you know, like pro wrestling's always that, like, hey, a uh, six one nine gives me a puncher's chance on anybody, right? Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I, I like that move, and and it also makes legit Layla Hirsch show her legitness. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Look at that so, legitness. So, I mean, making up words here. I'm three hundred fifty episodes deep in your. So ear what holes. do you do with uh, what do you do with Jade Cargill then? Like, where are you putting her? You can't do Britt Baker because she's no, the champ. Yet, but I do more of that. Like she's got to like like. I think I would do the like. I just proved it. I put out legit Layla Hurst. So who else are your legit people? And find the like tough folks in the women's division, right? Like she's going after Sheeta, right? She's going after that's who. Uh, I you know what I mean? Like Thunder Rosa after that. Like she's gonna go beat the tough chicks, right? The ones who like or or um. Nyla Rose, right? Like she's uh-huh. gonna go. I mean, we already did that, but you know what I mean. Like, didn't we do that? Jade Cargill and Nyla? No, we didn't do that. Did well, we? no, we've hinted they, at they, there, right? Yeah, they hinted but that's at it. it. She's like, I'm tired of like, you know what I mean, putting down little girls. Like, I'm gonna show you, like, you know what I mean. Like, not only can I beat somebody that's legit, I can beat every legit person you got here because I'm the most legit, right? I can just go I after think- them. I think Sheeta is where you go because Sheeta needs to be back on TV. She can obviously put on great matches because when she was champ, that was her yeah. strong point. You right? were the longest running champ. I yeah. can show and I'm the, better than you. And then you got Mark Sterling, smart Mark Sterling, and Jade Cargill cutting the promos to carry the feud week to week. Smart Mark I think, Sterling. Love that guy. I think that is right there, the promo. Now, Shout out Mark Sterling. We should get him on the show and interview him. Like, oh, fuck. Fuck. What? What? Cutie. We forgot Cutie Marshall's on the line, and we forgot to interview him. He's it's off now. Too he late. dropped. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's he's okay. there for an hour and a half. I'm sorry, Cutie well, Marshall. But, yeah. Always trying to be on the show, and we keep forgetting he's our biggest fan, and we forget. But that's what I want to talk about next is not Cutie, which, again, we'll get to you next week, but Sons of a Gun. The Gun Club comes out, 
And they kind of call out the bullshit of the rankings because yeah. they're like, you know who's undefeated as a tag team? Yeah, right, Me yeah. and him. Wins and losses matter. Where they're like, name All it. of us. Singles yeah. matches? Oh, guess what? Undefeated, yeah. right? Like tag team matches? Guess what? undefeated right and i like this because it's not like hey remember me i was a guy and here's my kids like this is just like oh hey we're here and you guys say wins and losses matter and we've got wins and no losses so maybe it's the losses that matter is that what you're saying <laughs> right like mm-hmm. uh, like that's all we've been doing is handing out l's what the fuck and again that's more young talent now look i don't like the gun club i don't either i'm sorry i just they that one the MLW. tall one yeah, the tall one yeah. is just not appealing to look at. Yeah. The the small one is just Eminem wannabe. And then Billy Gunn looks better than both of them, but he's 62, so I don't really want to see him in yeah, there. Yeah, he looks I like just, a half a steroid walking around. Yeah, I just can't. Let's just. Half a just, steroid? You like that? Yeah. That's the just, shit you get on episode 350 of the Spanish Announce Table. God damn it. I just, I just want to like, I, I just want to like, like uh, you know how like security will politely kick someone out. I, <laughs> I just want to do that. With, ask yeah, just okay. Can we, we? We need you to leave um, now. Yeah, I want to get you uh, get your opinion on the main event. It was John Moxley, Eddie Kingston versus 2.0. Don't really want your opinion on the match. Post match though, we get the Suzuki incident finally resolved because Suzuki finally gets all of his song played. Yeah. But now it looks like it's going to be Suzuki and Lance Archer versus Moxley and Eddie sure. Kingston. Sure, I like this too. It just and, and again that like I'm not expecting like I like this when when it's time to stall somebody from a storyline perspective because like we're not going to have anything meaningful to do with them. But we can't like when we do something with them, it has to be meaningful. A la Moxley, right? Mm-hmm. Then you do these things where this is a good stall. It's a mini story that isn't like a long term thing that I, that we're going to follow. But yet like it's. It's a mini story that's also going about to be brutal, right? Like, and it's good. We're going to, you know, Suzuki's going to go home, you know what I mean? And then, like, he'll be able to continue on with something different. It won't mean much moving forward, win or lose, right? So, I like this idea. Lance Archer. So, when we've talked about, like, oh man, they've got the Adam Cole Bay Bay, they've got the fucking FTRs, they've got the guns, you know, or uh, they've got the CM Punks, they've got the Brian Danielsons, they've, they're getting all these people. Who's going to get pushed out? The Lance Archers of the world are the guys who are starting to look like, oh, man, what are we going to do with this guy? See, but, I like, again, if you if you only pay attention to Dynamite, I think this, in, this is an interesting story if they have time to tell it because the la- last time that I saw Lance Archer, he beat John Moxley for the New Japan U.S. title, right? So, like... He's obviously already beat Eddie Kingston. We saw that yep. back during the and pandemic. And now he's here to help Suzuki. And, and so it's like Who Moxley, we know is supposed to be the toughest motherfucker around. Right. So Moxley and Kingston are fucked. Like, I want that Everybody story to dies. be told. Where, but I want to see, like, the Moxley and Eddie Kingston maybe butt heads and be like, all right, Kingston, you need to fucking step it up here because you don't do well against Lance Archer. And then Mox, or then Kingston could be like, wait a minute, what? You lost to Lance Archer in your last match against him. Like, fuck you. And now we get some buddy to know the heads. Because these two guys, as great as they are, and I love their entrance. I love Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Wild Thing entrance. I think it's one of my top five favorite things in AEW. But they're hotheads, right? They're hotheads. So eventually, hotheads have to bump into each other. I know they're friends. Yeah. 
But it, I want to see back. that. It'll come back. That's what happens. I know. This yeah. is when it needs to come back, when two guys who have beat their asses. Now, Moxley got the win over Suzuki, but again, Suzuki is this like mythical figure where you know, he could beat anyone kind of thing. Yeah. I want to see that. Let's bump some heads. Well, you know what I don't want to see? is whatever the fuck the Dark Order is doing to themselves. I hate it! Somebody needs to get... Where is, is Dr. Stewart? Where? Right? I is that his name? The guy that's yeah, sure. guy? Yeah. I I don't know. We need him. We need... Who can help? Britt Baker? She's a doctor. Can she help? Like, we need a doc... We need professional help. I don't... Evil Uno, what are you doing? Yeah, why are you trying to... do? this is not your group. It's Negative One's group. Yeah. Is he the one that has to come back to fucking put people in order? Because Anna J is just yelling at people, and that ain't helping anyone. Dude, if they have negative one come back and whip these guys into shape, dude, I'm going to like that. That <laughs> would be, like, if he's that's like, what I thought. Listen, I'm over here taking care of my goddamn homework. I got football <laughs> practice, and I've got to come over here and keep you two in line. Like, you think you're a leader? Like, did my dad appoint you in the leader? Like, come on, man. Like, everybody loves you, but, like, come on, man. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Come on, like you're great because of this, 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 and this, but we don't need you for this, this, and this. Like you're great for this, this. You're like everybody. Come on, hug it out, right? Big old dark order hug. Yeah, yeah. That's how you Please? use the word. Sh- but that's how you use the word shit, right? Is negative one is like I have been doing all of my homework. I have now in soccer practice, yeah. and I have soccer games on Saturday morning. And I come to AW and I see this shit. And you know and what I should like, say is like, you know what? And, and all through all of that, I haven't lost any of my friends. <laughs> right? Exactly, <yeah>. Alex. Right? <laughs> like you know, <laughs> Johnny. Right? Like, yeah. You just, yeah. God, it's so great. Uh-huh. And have have the, like Brody Lee's wife in the back, like just like. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like just shaking her head, like, come on, guys. Get yeah. I had to bring him all the way down here. We've got to make dinner right. now. We gotta get back. Yeah. Like he, I'm gonna be he's late. been upset all night, like he didn't get any sleep. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna be late. We're not gonna get back in time for his bedtime. And so you guys need to get this in order. And I need Sue and then Sue can come with the van to I pick love him how up. you could be oh, like, listen, listen, like I know what'll motivate you guys. I know what like I I know what brings you guys together. And so I made a call and I brought him and the fucking hangman comes in well oh come on now come on but here's the thing with the with the dark order because no uh, no that's just that's wishful thinking i just think because because if you pay attention it keeps being this weird thing where there's two factions right it's colt cabana uh i believe 10 and and evil uno and then it's alex silver five and those right i yeah. think that's how it's broken up Something and then that. anna is like in the middle right anna jay's in the middle what's what's her angle tell me what you think she's her gonna angle sell is. one side out and i don't like this again but you know who also was there this week yeah. that was kind of given a side eye to uh johnny hungy Tay Conti. I still think Tay Conti is going to be doing something here. I think she's going to be the one playing people without Anna Jay's knowledge. And then that's where the feud comes. And then Anna Jay brings the, the dark order together. Tay Conti's up to something, Tim. You can't be that happy all the fucking time. You're up to something. There's hungry kids in Africa. What the fucking smiling about all the goddamn time? Huh? Tay, you're up to something. You. All right. Well, hey, this was fun. Unless you got something else to talk about, man. I feel like like this has been a super well, fun episode. I don't... Well, hold on. Yeah, All we right. got to talk about what the fuck is happening coming up. Oh yeah, dude. 
with next week's show. So again, I won't be in. Uh, I'm going to try to figure out a way to maybe contribute. Maybe you're going to do it solo. Maybe you're going to have a uh, contributor uh, sit in or whatever. But this stadium show, we're getting two hours of Rampage. We're getting uh, Omega and Brian Danielson on free television. We're getting Sting and Darby Allen versus FTR, which is crazy. That's not even the most anticipated match. You got uh, this week on Friday, you got... Um, uh, the uh, Lucha Bros versus Butcher and the Blade. You got Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho next week. What in the, there? This yeah. is all of it. Yeah, AW is <laughs> great about this. We talked about this offline that every show I've seen a guy, and it maybe Snowden, who says, uh, How is every episode of AW Dynamite the best episode of oh, AW Dynamite? Oh, Wrestle Joy. And, and yeah, Wrestle Joy. I agree with that, but every show feels like a big time event. And this one feels like a pay per view. Yep. Here, here's a, here's where, look, I love AEW, right? Love it, love it, love it, love it. But remember, we like to have revisionist history where everyone shits on that whole idea that Goldberg versus Hulk Hogan was on Monday Night Raw. Well, fast forward to 2021, and we're doing Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, just fucking right here in a tennis court. Why not? That's going to be crazy to uh, see, too. Yeah. They're doing it at the U.S. Open. Yeah. What if there's rain? Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Oh, I love it. I love pro I love wrestling. It. I love it. Except for WWE. And I love you, the fans. So go yes. to, go follow us on Twitter. Use hashtag tweet the table. We're going to read them on the show. We are the voice of the voices, the podcast. This the was people. so much fun. This was a I fun love, episode. I love talking yeah. to, and, to the fans. Yeah, I love talking to the fans. So talk back to us. Use hashtag tweet the table and let us know how you enjoyed us being 350 episodes deep in your ear holes. The Spanish announce table.